Hi, and welcome to She Said, She Said. I'm Laura Cox Kaplan. Really happy to have my friend Tamara Edwards on the podcast today. We're going to do a bit more of a tactical set, uh, session. Tamara is a publicist and marketer based in Chicago. She works with a range of clients from global philanthropists to business leaders to entrepreneurs to members of Congress. She works with them on crisis PR as well as building brand and image. And she does a fantastic job with social media cultivation. Um, in the current environment, it's difficult to know how do you communicate to your audience and to your clients and how do you stay engaged. So she's going to give us some great tactical advice and tips for that. Tamara, welcome to She Said, She Said. Thank you. Happy to be here. I love your audience. I love your podcast. I'm a fan. So this is a little surreal for me. <laughs> well, I so appreciate that. And I so appreciate you taking the time you do an amazing job in working with your clients and particularly on social media. I know you do a lot more than that, but I thought we could spend a few minutes today just talking about how you're advising your clients. You work with a lot of both individuals as well as small businesses and smaller organizations, and you really help them create their presence on social media in this particular moment in time, we're in uncharted territory to be sure. We wanna be hyper, hyper sensitive because people are hurting and they're scared. Yeah. But at the same time, organizations have to keep going to some degree. So talk to me about how you're advising clients to use their social media platforms. What are maybe some tips and suggestions that would be helpful? Yeah, so I will talk generally about what it's been like in sort of the life on the vendor side. And by that, I mean priorities, business models, hours of operations, staffing, um, everything sort of changed for everybody. Even, even for, the, for the individuals whose sort of deliverables are the same, um, we're working from home and having, and having to shift the narrative, right? So what I've seen, and I represent individuals on their personal brands, and also companies, mostly defined as small businesses, 500 and below, averaging about five to 10 million, right? If Even if they're a startup, that's sort of the starting place. Mm -hmm. So a broad range of people who are you know, coaches to um, blockchain, B2B blockchain entrepreneurs, everything. So, so, I, so what I've noticed is people decided to be in or out. At first, it was, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to stay back. You know, it's not our spot to be chiming in, to be weighing in, to adding to the noise. Mm -hmm. Other people decided to create some campaigns. So that's really what I'll be talking about. But I will say, I mean, for some people, it's been two weeks. But for me, I'm based in Chicago. My clients are all around the country. It's really been about 10 days of just like lots, lots of fast-paced changes. All of that to say, about now, everybody, every one of my clients sort of recampaigned or reconcepted. So a few things that we came up with were um, new concepts for, for some clients, for some of our clients. And by that, I mean things that didn't already exist. We created, and this is from a PR perspective, so I'll kind of, you know, evolve a little bit more into the social media side. I'm framing that up to say, no matter what you do, if you have a big publicist or where you fall in these cards, it needs to be integrated back into your social media. But first you need to know what you're gonna say. Mm -hmm. 
Right. So I'll also say even the clients that we didn't come up with new campaigns, we at least made a decision at first to just not and let things figure themselves out. Mm -hmm. But now I think everybody should be doing something because it's not going away. This is right. sort of a new way of life, at least in the short term. How do you balance though? Uh, what you just said, I think is exactly right. There's just a range of emotions. There's uncertainty, yeah. there's anxiety, it, depending upon sort of where you are on the spectrum. And it's largely, you know, it, in part due to age, yeah. um, your experience may be very, very different from someone else's. There are people who are losing their jobs. There are people who are, who are very, very ill and people who are dying from this. So how do you strike the right balance in terms of a sensitivity standpoint? How do you get your messaging right as it relates to that, knowing that the audience you know, potential audience is really vast in terms of how they are experiencing this. So that's a great question. And the key word there is audience. We need to understand how any decision we're making as individuals or businesses or not making, right, uh, impact our audience. Who do we serve? Not just how we serve, but who do we serve? If you are a local, um, you know, uh, a local, like a bodega or a store or a shop, at least post, be posting your hours. How will this be impacting? How can people still engage with your business? Other ways to think about it are finding the right words isn't hard when you, I, I, most of like my interactions with my clients, at least when I'm in the writing phase is very conversational. When we say things versus when we write things, it's very different. Yeah. I would ask the question and I would even encourage everyone at home um, and watching, it might feel a little silly, but answer the question, okay, I know that I could still, and then I'm going to use you, Laura, as an example. I you know I could still be posting and recycling my content for people that are sort of stuck at home, mm -hmm. um, helping keep them busy, reminding them, because um, it's really about competing with the feeds at this point. All of that to say is let people know where you're at, even if you don't have the answers, you don't have to have the perfect word. You don't know you're going to remain in business. If you need a little time to take a step back and build some digital infrastructure, let people know, like under construction, you know, we're going to be releasing this, but concept something, create sort of a rule book around what you're going to do. Again, Laura, you are a great example that this is a great opportunity for you to just be recycling content. I would even say, have people binge on your podcast and your you know, four favorite quotes from episodes that you can consume this week. Put people right in the driver's seat of how they can, you can activate them to engage with your brand um, or be a part of a larger conversation. My firm, we've decided to showcase a lot of what we're doing on the internal side. Mm -hmm. So most of the things I've done for my clients in terms of crisis communications or campaign creations, we've sort of put into a seven strategy document. So I'm just providing resources, knowing that not everyone has access to a publicist or a communications-minded individual. A lot of CEOs, even if they're experienced CEOs, they probably haven't been through something like this right. before. So again, just what are the simple words? We're remaining open. We're, you know, we're uncertain if we're going to be able to ha have jobs. You know, we have this library of, of episodes we'd love for you to engage with. You know, my team, we're servicing our clients in this way. Here's some resources. And, you know, the call to action is just in service. Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily, I wouldn't encourage this time to be salesy, um, to, to do, um, you know, selling your product, but showcase how you're supporting 
your community, as Americans, it's how yeah. you're supporting, um, you know, our country, whatever it is, mm-hmm. speak up, let people know it's not bragging to just put words. An example of this too, that's a little bit more tactical is one of my clients is a manufacturing company. A third of their business is completely wiped out. Okay. So that's devastating, right? They have to think about their C-suite has not only to think about how they're going to make up for that third, how they're going to take care of their employees and they're committed to their employees, but we don't know what's going to happen. Um, they're in conversations with a large auto manufacturer about create, you know, switching up one of their products to create like ventilators. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they don't want to say anything because that deal's not done. They're holding on for dear life for their employees. So there's so much that's going to change. So what I recommended to them, what we actually are doing an interview with time magazine on, which by the way, is going to go back into social media reinforcement because it's all encompassing. It's, I think of social media just like the magazine of you, right? Um, but what we're doing is, you know, we didn't want to send out any definitive language or a definitive quote. So we just did something very basic. The philosophy behind why they're choosing to move forward with their business that might actually cost them money. I don't think it'll cost them their business. They're really, really savvy. But again, you never know how this is going to play out in the long term. They do a lot of business with China, right? right? So all of that to say is we just found the words, which was, was something like, um, you know, we're doing everything we can to hold, to maintain our, you know, our 400 person staff. Um, and then the other thing is we're going to be partnered. We're seeking partnerships to create products that are going to support the, the front lines workers. Right. Mm-hmm. And so those are nice words, but they're true. And they're not necessarily giving away information that Um, might be harmful or or untruthful. So once you sort of concept that message, after that, it's just a laundry list of things on how you can get that word out, right? Whether it's visual or what we're doing now, we're creating right now, our campaign is to get a message out. We're doing a video message. We're a convening factor. We're educating. You can just start doing infographic. You can even if it's just a quick post, like yeah. for me, at least on my social media, it's just screenshots of emails. I've put one has a typo in it to my team. And you know what? That's life. One of my keyboards is sticky right now. Apple store is closed. <laughs> We're in it, you guys, but I'm trying to get as much out there yeah. to showcase how at least my startup company is, is yeah, evolving and it, and through this. If I can just sort of put a little bit of a wrapper around that, it sounds like what you're saying is really be pretty transparent with the fact that you're struggling, with the fact that you wanna maintain that connection with your customer, your client, your listener, whatever your business happens to be, but really stay connected with them and utilize social media in terms of telling that story. Let's let's talk a little bit about, we mentioned campaigns, and I know in this environment too, organizations looking for ways to help their communities, to help people in need. Talk a little bit about what you're seeing in that regard from your client base. Yeah. So, so a moment ago, I was just talking about really the communication side, the responsibility that we have to just let people know what's going on. So that's different from PR and social media campaigns. That's just something that needs to go on the internet regardless. So that in my own terminology would be like more passive content, things that just come up in real time. Um, The evergreen content, which is really something that you can create Um, And it doesn't have to be rule-based and it doesn't have to be perfect. It can be something. I'll even say that I did a two-hour discovery call with, um, I'm an equity partner for a new marketing company. We we were going to launch in July and we're actually launching tomorrow. So we 
Wow. We moved really fast. Yeah. yeah. We moved really fast, but we didn't want to over think this. We, uh-huh. there, you know, get out of the, I just, everybody who is watching, get out of the analysis paralysis of having to pitch this perfect or put together, I'll say this perfect campaign concept, something as similar as I'm going to create a binge series for the, she said, she said podcast. And every day at two o'clock, I'm going to be posting on my Instagram stories and something else, some sort of hashtag. Um, that is, you know, like she said binge or something like that. Um, (laughs) and you just sort of create this channel you create this consistency because we're bored. We, me, but those of us who decided to stay home, who aren't frontline workers, we need to stay home, you know, create a channel, a place that people can come and consume your content. And it really is just an entertainment factor to get by, but underneath that also be in service. Your podcasts are so productive. They're so, they're intellectual. It's interesting. It's fun to listen to. Line those up for me so I can just listen back to back to back. Um, create a call, a call to action within there. Share, tell a friend, drop little nuggets, right? So that's a little bit more granular in the marketing side to get people to really watch. I created, so I do a lot of like co-hosted events here in Chicago. So I, you know, I've sort of concepted and cultivated a community of women, uh, professional minded women here in Chicago and decided to do a how we home campaign, um, which is just a hashtag. I created a quick Canva, um, Canva document. I'm a, I'm not a graphic designer. It was literally like a template. It's great. Just, oh, I've, I've actually <laughs> seen it. It's, it's hashtag how we home. Yeah. And I, I basically texted and started tagging friends and colleagues in to please send me a video or, um, or, you know, a write-up or a picture of how they're spending their time. And so now I've created a channel on Instagram that people can go and just watch how sort of professional and like-minded women are engaging. It's just really something to do. I didn't feel, um, I didn't feel like icky about it, that I was creating something that, you know, there's nothing for sale on the website. I'm not monetizing this campaign, um, nor do I intend to, but I'm a convening a convening factor for um, women who are just like us, like staying home. So I'll say to this too, most of my clients are taking this time to take a step back. We've actually taken a lot of collateral from um, one of my B2B blockchain clients and we're working with a graphic designer and we're just enhancing everything, their website. We're going to just do another pass of all of their copy. This is a great opportunity to just check out what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So Going into the campaign, the real answer to your question um, is we became a convening factor, again, for the bartender industry, basically, in the United States. Jameson and yesterday it was Miller Coors gave over $500,000 to something called the, the U.S. Bartenders Guild Foundation. Oh, that's great. Basically, it's an application. Yeah. And it was, we were saying, we really need to walk the walk here. And so let's do our own fundraising GoFundMe campaign. Okay, so we have actually, this is going out to press every week and on social, but this is what we're doing. We're, we're raising funds and following the leads of major beverage brands to donate money. So if we can all get in on this concept, this is great. So we actually heard from the, US, the USBG Foundation today, they're experiencing overwhelm with applications. So they need volunteers. So this campaign is creating its own lane. So now our next call to action is not just raise money, but if you have these types of technical expertise or experience, 
and you are willing to volunteer your time to help out this foundation, here's the email. The third thing we're doing, again, going back to being a convening factor is, so we're educating people about resources. We're being a, becoming a convening factor for um, different restaurateurs who have experienced this. So just like our Zoom calls, one, th one of the things we're concepting right now is to do these types of things and give voices to restaurateurs, bartenders, um, anything sort of under that category, or even experts, even economists we're interested in, you know, even a restaurant journalist we'd be interested in. And we're going to be interviewing them. And this is an ideal place to gather content because it's fast and easy for both of us. Uh -huh. But maybe it's a Q&A, you know, fill out form. And so we're going to be releasing that in the next couple of weeks. And so if you think about the marketing side of this brand, when we come back for a call to action for, our client, for these publications or our followers, they're going to know that we really walked the walk. So that's one example. Um, other ways that you can get involved, I mean, the, this is sort of endless, right? But you can also host your, give, a, give something away for free, a webinar, a to-do list. Education is key. Most people, after they get over the boredom hump, which I just got past mine, and I'm like, this is an opportunity to really, really delve into whatever it is that you are good at or great at. So educate people about the process. And it doesn't necessarily need to be Tamara's talking about her expertise in PR and social media and in communications, but even just really basic things that your company might offer. Look, first of all, people love listicles. So create some content that's in service. Hey, everyone, you know, your downtime during COVID-19, whether you're self-quarantining or it's a mandate, here's 10 things that I do to get myself the actual to-do list of putting together a podcast. And, it, and it's just mixing up the content. So it doesn't need to be all over the place. Just come up with one thing stick to it, follow through, do it the right way. And when it comes to your actual social media channels, the way I think about it is create one, one piece, one piece of content and publish often. Mm -hmm. And that way you don't have to keep, you don't have to show up and, and be like, oh my gosh, I have to write this perfect copy right now. And it has to be great, but concept it, take it offline. I carry around these note cards everywhere I go and just write things to myself. You know, it's kind of like that to me, that feeling when you're on a plane without the internet, take yourself offline, put on a song and just come up with a camp, your own campaign. I'm going to talk about, okay, what is my audience doing? What do they care about? How should I support? Let me just come up with a list of 10 things and voila, post them once every week, post them once every other week. I'm not saying it's that easy, but we all know how to write. We all know how to get our message across. We all know how to give away something, right? And if you don't know how to build curriculum, do like three steps to whatever, five things you didn't know, whatever. Yeah. So Tamara, I know one of the other things I want to make sure and talk to you about is this organization that you co-founded, which was called Broad Shoulders, but is now TE and Company Presents. Talk to me a little bit about what that is and what you're trying to accomplish. TE and Co. Presents is an opportunity for Chicago women to get together. To be honest, it's part of my personal brand. It's a very articulated version of my personal brand. Very external, very in service, but we are a convening factor to organize events for professional-minded women of Chicago, and they're not just happy hours. There are things like self-defense and mimosas, fireside chats with leading 
power players, business power players in Chicago. I've had really great people be a part of it. And then there's sort of opportunity factors. Like we got invited to the Cubs um, uh, family suite for one of the events and um, joined a few, a few women at Girls Inc., the Girls Inc. luncheon. Um, so different philanthropic endeavors that people can, can get involved in. Yeah, well, you know, it, it sounds like too, based on what you're, you know, it's a, it's a service to clients, to potential clients and to women who may work for your clients, right? And so you're giving tactical opportunities to network in a way that's not so like, as you said before, name taggy, right? It's not like sort of that yucky, <laughs> I mean, a lot of like yeah. networking events can be kind of awkward and weird. This is a fun way of having that, collaborative experience with other women that you want or, and need to know who you're going to potentially do business with. Like it's an opportunity to, to network and interact with them, right? In sort of a different environment. Yeah. It's a great idea. Yeah. It's, it's been so fun. And it's been fun to see other women go and do business together. And um, one of my friends who has a food blog, this ground, she's so, so good. Follow her. She creates recipes on things that are already in her, like is already in her fridge. So oh, she's great. not grocery shopping for the recipe and it's all natural ingredients. She's very studied. And this other organization that I actually do pro bono for PR for called Maker Girl, mm -hmm. they're a 3D, um, they own a bunch of 3D printers. So they're based in universities and they go to elementary schools all around the country and they bring 3D printers into like third grade classrooms. And the idea here is to encourage more young women to be involved in STEM. So they met each other at one of our TE and Co Presents events. And Jenna ended up doing a bake-off in partnership with William Sonoma oh. in Chicago to, and all the proceeds went to Maker Girl. It was, I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, it was the best thing ever because it should be a part of our personal brands to be engaged in other organizations, articulate our brands, host events, um, if not hosting an event, partnering with somebody to do something, right? Um, the way that we structure our broad shoulders events is everybody gets a microphone. We normally choose about five women and concept an event together. And it's kind of a marketing opportunity for everybody. And some of them are my clients, some of them aren't. But I'll just say a great example is Jenna. She, we asked her to make a cheese board for us. And, and do like a time lapse of it. And she was like, this is such great content. And right, she sort of is in front of 50 women who are about to go through, you know, a workshop and presenting how she created this cheese board. And that's great content. That's great practice. So I think every woman needs to sort of, we try to rotate that microphone around. Even people who don't necessarily want a public facing profile, but, um, you know, I have a friend who's an accountant and she, we had her be an MC for one of the events. And that's not her dream. She's not trying to be like Oprah, but it's great practice for her in the boardroom. She's like, I need to practice being in front of people. Uh -huh. So we put her there and she led the entire event and it was amazing. And those soft skills that come along with, with those opportunities really help. You know, one thing I didn't ask you about, updating your profiles on your different social media channels. What's your advice for how often you should do that? Anytime you go through a process of growth, um, those words need to be concentrated and ask your friends. That's your built-in focus group. What do you think of this? Does that resonate? Is that cute? And, you know, even, you know, let people know what you did and be excited about it. And they'll let you know, you know, friends, yeah. friends like to weigh in on easy things. So yeah. So those things, especially on your LinkedIn, they need to be looked at. Like anytime your audience changes or grows, you know, when it's happening, you know, you know, if you're doing someone who's higher profile on the, she said, she said podcast, 
you're going to attract a different kind of audience. So just look at it, look at it as your audience grows. Well, thank you so much. This was fantastic and so informative. I know folks are going to love this. So I really, really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. To learn more about Tamara, you can go to the show notes for this episode at she said, she said podcast.com. You can also follow us on social media at Laura Cox Kaplan or she said, she said podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Be well.